You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another um, episode of Trash Pandas. I'm Lindsay. Trash Pandas. Trash Pandas. Look, Dave, you don't need to come up with an intro. We got one. Yeah, we did it. Just take a sample of that and it'll just be like, Trash Pandas. Like Ghost Rider. Oh, wait, no. What is it? What's the one that's like... um, You'll be caught up in the crossfires, but it's just like trash pandas. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> um, I am Lindsay. <laughs> I'm Lauren. And we're trash pandas. That was utter trash. And we are <laughs> trash pandas. Um, so, girl, uh, watching anything good this week? Um... This week has been hard because I've been super busy. I haven't really been watching too much. I've been watching still um, United States of Terra. And okay. my roommate and I are like starting to get into it. But we realized that there's only three seasons. So we're in season two and we're like, this is all going to come to an abrupt end very quickly. You know? So, yeah. But other than that, my favorite and everyone knows it. The new season of Bob's Burgers has started. Ooh, and- girl. <laughs> Girl, I have been watching it on a constant repeat. I mean, you know that I watch Bob's Burgers on a repeat. Anyway, yeah, your like, from Bob's, beginning to end. <laughs> your Bob's Burgers is my friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It's like you are like the friends fanatic, and I am a Bob's Burgers fanatic. And I seriously like as soon as it ends, it's back to episode one, season one. I, girl, you know? I know. I know. I they even have a new have, season right. going right now. That's awesome. Um that's fantastic so any episodes they've already like aired and stuff there's been three now and all of them I mean you know some people are haters and I'm just like as a show continues on there's gonna be you know some episodes that are just kind of a miss and some of the episodes that are really good and like you know I mean it just happens but I mean I've been totally fine with all three of them but I've heard otherwise from other people all right. I think they're all funny though. Um, you know, I feel like they're just, it's such a clever show. It's so funny. Oh yeah. It's It's hilarious. I do love, I love Bob's Same as like Family Guy and like South Park where there's like a shock value. No. Yeah. Where it's like, we have to be crude and obscene. It's It's very like, it's like way more wholesome. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's some things in there where I'm just yeah. like, there's one part where Louise, Louise is like, oh, you know, uh, see you next Tuesday. And he's just like, <laughs> don't say that. And it's like, if you don't already know, then you don't know, you don't know, but they right. don't, they're not very like, right in your face about it, vulgar and like rude. And you, I mean, you can watch it with your kids. And I was just going to say, it's like one of those where you go back and rewatch and you can watch it with your kid. Like Shrek is like. There's so many yeah. jokes aimed at the adult audience, but as, right a, over a kid's head. but as a kid, it's right over their head. No but harm, no foul though. It's right. not like blatantly obvious. Yeah. And, but it's, and that's how I feel about it. I, yeah. I love Bob's. I think it's like the funniest, most clever show ever. I, yeah. I'm like, I found out that they actually renewed it already for season 11 and season 12. So this current season and for the next season. Yeah. I was like, you guys are going to be the next Simpsons. Just on Oh, yeah. Forever, For you know? sure. Definitely. And they um, have, like, episodes of, like, you know how, like, every show has, like, the, like, 
like they kind of like go into this constant loop of like there's going to be an episode about this and an episode about that and it's like very you know like follows like a like a you know script almost of like loose based episode based off of this thing you know like mm-hmm. how um like family guy and american dad and the cleveland show all have like a big storm episode you know mm-hmm. there's a big storm and so they're stuck with just each other and it's like bob's burgers does like totally new concepts yeah you know yeah. they do like things i've never seen before things where i'm just like oh that's like a different way to like you know, have like a good adult show. Right. I don't know. I Mm -hmm. love it. I love it. Yeah. No, what are you watching? It's definitely cute. So, well, before we get into what I am watching, I did want to bring up the news that broke today about Scott Peterson. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but the California Supreme court ruled for a re-examination of his murder conviction and they want a lower court to review juror misconduct. Mm. So keep your eyes peeled on that. That's super interesting. Um, Hell yeah, it is. I, we've, we talked about this case last week. We'll probably do something on it in the future, but um, I I can't wait to hear the specifics of this like juror misconduct and like what ends up happening, how this all unfolds. So like, will his com- conviction be completely tossed out or like what, you know, what I is- hope it is. I don't think he's, I don't think he's guilty. I don't either, but I know we are definitely in the minority on that thinking um, for sure, because I'm in like, you know, you are too in like true crime groups. Most people truly believe in his, in his guilt. Yeah, And I always just find that fascinating because I'm like, okay, I get it. But if you're a true crime fanatic, you've seen other evidence presented, which definitely sows in some seeds of, of doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, and you aren't sp- supposed to convict somebody if there's doubt. Like, right. if there's a reasonable amount of doubt, you're not supposed to convict someone. And Beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. And there is a lot of doubt. In my opinion, when I look at the case. So um, I don't know. It'll be super interesting to see what happens. Other than that, I started Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, yeah, I know. It's on my to watch. On Netflix. So um, I was a big fan of The Haunting of Hill House. Huge fan. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was incredibly scary there are some images that are burned into my brain from watching that show that like haunt me at night. And it's like, like there are some things that happened in that series that I'm like, that messes with you. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was super stoked to check out Haunting of Bly Manor. I didn't realize that this was based on a haunting anthology of like short of stories, mm-hmm. apparently. And so there's going to be there's going to be more after this season. Um, but it's the same like director producer. There's some of the same actors, but this story is completely different than the haunting of Hill house. It's kind of like American horror story in that sense where it's like, we use, well, isn't it the same director as American horror story? No, no, I don't No, I don't believe so. Um, 
That's just what I was told. So I just. But to... the haunting of Bly Manor is set in the eighties in this house, Bly Manor, in um in England, and it's about like a new governess that has been hired to watch these two kids, and there's like help at the at the house. There's like a cook and a a, a housekeeper and a gardens keeper and all that, and so you're watching their story unfold and um it's not as scary definitely yeah. not as scary at all but it's pretty good i mean here's the thing is i'm a super big critic of writing and i think that some of it is kind of cliche and some of like the dialogue is a little cliche and like I don't know, like every once in a while you get like this soap opera-y kind of vibe from what's happening, which I didn't get in The Haunting of Hill House. Um, So this definitely takes on a different, different vibe, a different tone. There's not, um, it's, it's more, it's more sad than where The Haunting of Hill House is like, that was more scary. So I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. I'm like four episodes in. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that unfolds. But I definitely like um, watching the scary stuff around Halloween. So it's definitely getting a little bit of a vibe around Halloween. Um, just, I mean, there's creepy aspects to it. There's definitely like stuff where you see in the background and you're like, what the frick did I just see? Um, so there's definitely like a little bit of that happening, but it's just not as, not as crazy as, uh, Haunting of Hill House. Did you watch Haunting of Hill House? Oh, okay. no. Um, I, I left it on my to watch because everyone told me to watch the rest of American Horror Story first. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but I wasn't really like an American Horror Story fan. Uh-uh. I uh-uh. tried. Like, don't get me wrong. I tried. I tried to watch American Horror Story, and then I tried to saying like how it's the same and it's it's so much similar, and it's just it's like not. a back because I was like, man, Mm-mm. if it's, it's the same, not then I don't want to watch it. To be honest, yeah, no, I, I think American Horror Story is vastly different. Um, I think that The Haunting of Hill House is done much better than any American Horror Story that I've seen. In my, I did put it on my to watch. My um, so I would, if I were you, I would start with the Haunting of Hill House, and then I would because go to I wanted to start Ratchet first, though, because I've heard um, nothing but amazing things about it. I know I've heard some good stuff about it. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of who's that director. Who is? I gotta look it up right now. Who is that director? Um, I don't know. It's what's his name? Isn't it the same guy? It's okay. One of them has the same guy from uh. Uh, what's it called? American Horror Story. It's um Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy does American Horror Story. He did Ratchet. Um, I feel like he is super about shock value, and right. um, that can be cool, but oftentimes it leads to under character develop like there's not enough character development or there ends up being like a plot hole somewhere yeah. where you're like but wait that doesn't make sense hill house was so 
wrapped up like super well and all the strings like come together where at the end it's like you know how hard it is in like scary movies or scary tv shows where it's to like find that like a good ending that people are gonna be like happy with hill house you get that like it's so neatly wrapped up I just thought it was done really really well and I don't feel like for me that American Horror Story does that personally okay I know some people are gonna be like what is she talking about because there's people that love American Horror Story and that's fine but it's just it's just not my it's not it my wasn't my bag of it wasn't my bag at all so the creator of Hill House is Mike Flanagan okay and yeah so anyways um anything else before we dive into other way no, this week I've got a whole bunch of stuff I want to start. So we'll start talking about stuff like that next week for sure. But no, this week I didn't get to start anything new, really. Okay. I, I was right. busy. So 90 Day the Other Way was on kind of a, like a hiatus for a month. And yeah. uh, now we are back and the break is over. Finally, the long awaited break. Um, so it opens up with Jenny and Submit. And um, where we left off is Smith decided he was going to go to his parents' house and uh, get their approval. And um, we kind of heard the backstory of Jenny and Smith, where she came to visit him and his family. And the family accepted her with, like, open arms, thinking she was just a friend. Yeah. And come to find out, she was sneaking up to Smith's bedroom every night. To get a piece of even snack. like show a picture of like her and his mom, like yeah, they're like hugging. Yeah, I'm just like, don't even make it seem like that's how your relationship was because I'm sure before they figured out that you were like banging around with their like son who was arranged married or uh, soon to be married, like, come on, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. So, I think I understand why she doesn't really like you, like, yeah, um. So Jenny kind of explains, like, basically she needs to get married within six months because the current visa that she's on um, in India, it's like a visitor's visa, um, only allows her to stay there for six months and then she has to leave the country. Yep. So she is kind of really pushing for, for marriage within those six months. So he goes to talk to his parents just kind of to get approval, I guess. Um, because he's not willing to cut off his parents. And um, I can't believe that we actually see the conversation between Smith and his parents. Because I didn't think that was going to happen. I mean, well, because like last season, you don't see them at all. They basically refused to be on camera, even during the entire situation where um, in the season before, or like, yeah, last season, where it was like, yeah. You know, they show up at his house and they, you know, go in and they're like, you're not going to be with him and you have to leave. And they right. drag him away. You mm-hmm. don't see them then either. Right. Uh, but yeah, he finally like meets up with his parents and he's like talking to them about how he loves Jenny and he wants to be with her. And they basically say, we're not going to allow you to marry her. Yeah. So first of all, his dad is so super cute. Like he's just. Like, I just love him. Well, you can tell that they really love Summit. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's so skewed. Um, 
So they have like a super emotional conversation and he says, you know, I didn't plan on falling in love with her. Um, can you still support me? Like this wasn't planned any of this. This is just natural feelings that I ended up having for her. And his mom says, we will never support her if she was younger, maybe. And we kind of find out they're really concerned with what society will say. Mm -hmm. And his dad goes into this thing, like, we cannot change society. We are a part of it. And then he gives like this mango tree analogy where he's like, um, a mango tree can't all of a sudden start bearing like lemons as fruit. Basically, like you can't change this. This is society. Yeah, it just, it is what, what it is. is. You can't change it. And he's like, in order to live in harmony with society, you live by its rules. And then he That's goes a, on. His, his parents keep on saying that the relationship is odd. And I'm yeah, just like. And he no, goes I, on to say, like, who will look after us? When we're old, if you're busy looking after Jenny, and um, then the says he's gonna he would take care of both, which I don't think is like yeah, an unrealistic does. thing to say. Like, why I can't I take care of you guys and her? So I don't know if they mean in like a financial sense because what we find out is his dad is paying twenty thousand dollars for his divorce from this arranged marriage. And he's like, this is like my whole life savings. This is like everything that I have is going into this divorce. And, you know, Summit's like, well, I'll pay you back. But I mean, who knows what type of job Summit has where he's going to be able to pay his dad back $20,000. I mean, that's a large chunk of change. Um, so then the mom kind of chimes in and is like, we only want you happy. We only want your happiness. And I'm like, well, that's not true. Like, if you only wanted his happiness, then you would give your blessing for right. his relationship with Jenny. Well, he even says, like, I tried what you guys wanted me to do. I went along with an arranged marriage and I, like, basically lost all the happiness I had for this to make this work. I tried to make it work for you guys. I couldn't even talk to you about how I feel. Yeah. And his mom says, we didn't know she would be this way. Yeah. And I thought that was like really interesting because it's like, like she's right. I mean, they make these uh, arranged marriages many, many years in, in advance sometimes. And like, sometimes it's like just a couple of months. So it's like, you don't eat, you either don't have any time to figure out who they are as an adult, or you just meet them and then you marry, marry them off to like your family members. And it's just like, they, they're never going to have like that time to understand her and figure out what, who she is as a person. Right. On the flip side of the coin, like I'm sure she didn't know that she was going to be with a guy who is going to be in love with another woman. And, you know, yeah. I guess I would be angry if that happened to me too, in that kind of culture. Right. And Samit says he gets super emotional. Like he was dying in this arranged marriage and he, had thoughts of suicide. Um, just, I mean, if that tells you anything about how, how devastating this was for him. Um, the dad kind of takes responsibility for the failed marriage. Um, and then submits like, why are you making me choose between you two? And then finally the dad's like, we, we'll try our best. Mm -hmm. 
So I mean, that's better than nothing. They're yeah. literally being like, we're going to try for you because I think that they like want their son to be happy. Yeah. You know, So we'll see how this all plays out. Um, then he goes back and he talks to Jenny and basically tells them, tells her what happened. And, and she's like, I'm not going to make you choose between me or her parents. And he is like, well, I'm never going to give up my parents. And so end of conversation. Yeah. He basically just says, I wouldn't even if you asked me to. Right. 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 So, I mean, that's it. Like, and I, that's. (laughs) totally an acceptable answer too i don't think anything is like bizarro you i mean yeah i mean i did think it was kind of weird that like she was like i wouldn't ask you to do that and he was like well i wouldn't even if you did because it's like he was saying i wouldn't you i mean like it's almost kind of like him trying to like be a dick to her when he says that it comes off very like asshole but right yeah they love each other yeah. I mean, I think if he's willing to go to these links to try to get his parents to understand it shows, you know, obviously he's in love with her. Sure. Um all right, Brittany and Yasin. Uh so the recap for them is basically I mean, this it's super easy. Basically, she's on her way back to America to see her new niece or nephew, I can't remember. Um, but her do- her um, sister had a baby, and so she wanted to meet her new niece or nephew. But in reality, mm-hmm. she's there because she has a court date. Yeah. Um, and we know that she has not told Yazin about her still being married. Okay. So that kind of brings us up to date. That's like the last thing that we saw. And even this one was like pretty short. Um, yeah. She is there for the court date. And she's hoping that when she goes to court, that basically it'll be the final divorce, like done. Don't have to be with him anymore. And her mom picks her up from the airport. And I was like laughing the entire time because mom is like, oh, like, I'm so excited to see you. You're in from Jordan. Like, tell me how it went as any parent would be like, Mm. oh, my God, did you have fun? And she's just like, oh, of course. And like her normal Brittany, like smiling, but awkward. Like, I guess I'll just tell you in the car. I'll catch you all up on it in the car. And it's like, even when you finally do hear everything, she doesn't really give any kind of new information. I don't feel like. No, she doesn't give. I mean, she basically tells her mom, like, what we saw. I mean, that is what it is. From the last last, uh, part of the season. um, She says um i wish i could be open and honest but his parents are insane and yeah, like her, her, her mom is like um like urging her to tell the truth like don't you think it would be better if you just told him the truth right and Brittany is just basically like no because his family already freaked out on me and about something right. that wasn't even about this and she's like well your parents Brittany says, your parents don't have to be involved in everything. And her mom's like, but that's not how he grew up. And then it's like, she doesn't, she doesn't, she can't wrap her head around his culture and his family dynamic. Like, at yeah. all. like she thinks it's a game. And um, I just don't at all feel from her that she even remotely understands, like, she doesn't 
how serious this is. And she doesn't her, at all. Her expressions piss me off because it's like they just really rub me the wrong way where it's like she's smirking through this. And I'm like, you can just tell she doesn't take it seriously. And she's like, it's not going to work for me. It's not going to fly. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine that you have that attitude, but then don't try to keep this relationship going because yeah, I agree. it's not going to work. Um, so then we see Yazin and basically he just explains he misses Brittany a lot. And then we flash back to Chicago and it's the court date. And we just see her going into court wearing this like ridiculous fur coat or I'm sure faux fur. Um, But after going to court, she comes out and she's like, well, I'm still married. And the court (laughs) officer said none of her documents have been uploaded in the clerk's office and she needs to refile and get it reapproved by a judge. And she's like shocked. And she's blaming people on the paperwork. And she's like, who's the manager? Who's the supervisor? Someone needs to check these people. And I wrote, okay, Brittany. Like, oh my God. Okay. She's wild. I'm like, like, all right, girl. Okay. Here's my thing. If it was this urgent for me, you bet your ass I'd be calling the clerk office every day being like hey what's the status of my paperwork hey what's going on with this and that like you need to follow through with some of this shit especially if I'm going to a different country where I plan on getting married and be pissed if I'm still married right like hello like you can't just sit back and be like I'll let bureaucracy work itself out because that (laughs) never happens like you need to be more proactive. You need to call about this shit. You need to be on people. Call them. Okay, who am I speaking to? Record it all. So then when you go in front of the judge, look, I talked to so-and-so on this date. They said the paperwork. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, being filed, whatever. Either that or get yourself a damn lawyer. Be proactive. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Get like, out of the marriage if you want out of the marriage. Don't just let it fucking happen for you. Come right. On. Like, you can't just magically expect this all to just happen. You have to be more proactive. She's annoying. She annoys me. I can't wait to see what they're talking about with the people genuinely hate him. Dude. I'm I, just waiting for that I, episode. I feel like that's like some kind of like honor killing stuff that they're talking about. That's what it sounds like. I want to see it, finally. Like, we've been doing this for a month now. Like, come the fuck on. I want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it, too. All right. Kenny and Armando. Kenny and Armando. So, last time we saw them, they were leaving um, to go to Armando's parents' house to pick up Hannah and see his family so Kenny can meet everyone. And they're engaged. Yeah. And they're in the car on the way there. And they're just like kind of speculating about like how his dad's going to act to meeting Kenny. And Armando's asking like, how should I tell my family that we're engaged? And like, they're just, you know, just talking about how it's all going to go down. And, um, 
and Armando doesn't have like a clear plan of like how he's going to announce the engagement, but he does say like, I'm going to tell everyone. So, (sighs) oh God, this is like the worst. All right. So they show up and the whole family is there. Aunts, nieces, nephews, cousins, his sister, uh, Hannah, the mom, and they're all like sitting outside at a bonfire and it is super ox. Way, way ox. Super um, ox. The other thing too, though, just to note that I did make a note of this, that Armando took off his ring in the car until he, he announced it. So, yeah. and Kenny was like, it's kind of awkward, but also I understand. So I was like, at least Kenny is like getting it, but yeah, they I get there and it's super we'll talk about that in a minute. Cause I think he gets a lot more after, after <laughs> this interaction. So yeah, they come to this bonfire and, um, the dad's not outside and, um, Kenny's like, I in, in like the confessional, he's like, I wish I had learned more Spanish. And I'm like, duh, Kenny, like, dude, first of all, dude, you, you lived in Florida for the past 30 years. How were you not like, I mean, Florida is super bilingual. I feel like, I mean, he could have been in a pocket where it wasn't. So whatever, but like, dude, you're, you've been dating Armando for three years now. Like, you should have been trying to learn a little bit of his yeah. language. I, I know that you could have learned at least impeccable English, but just so you can communicate with his family and Hannah, like yeah. learn some Spanish. I don't know. Americans always do this on these shows. And I'm like, y'all are so stupid. Learn some of the language. Um, like I said, in three years, you could have at least learned mucho gusto. Oh my God. He was like so excited about learning mucho gusto. And I was I know. just like, bro. <laughs> Dude. He I learned that in ninth grade, not even sixth grade. Like, <laughs> like you could have learned some very basic phrases at the least. Um, so anyways, uh, they go to try to get the dad to come out and the mom kind of like coaxes them outside and he comes out for like two seconds um, and hugs Armando kind of barely looks at Kenny and then um, says they're welcome in the house. And yeah, he says that this is your home. Armando wishes there was more of an interaction, but he knows he has to be patient. Um, yeah. And then his family has a little bit of conversation with Kenny around and they explain like the sadness about Armando and Hannah leaving them to live four hours away. Um, And Kenny relates to this and he's like, you know, I had to leave my children and I relate to that sadness. So Mm -hmm. that was something they could kind of bond a little together on. Yeah. And then, so Armando stands up and is just like, he asked me to marry him shows the ring. So we're getting married and there's (laughs) just like deafening silence. And it almost looks like, like everyone's about to cry, like tears of like, sadness on their faces. I wrote, it was more like he just told them that he was dying of cancer. Right. Then like, I'm getting married. And I think this is what makes Kenny kind of finally start understanding the world 
that Armando is coming from. And um, one of Armando's aunts is like crying and she's like, I just wish you could, I just put myself in my sister's shoes and like, you could just tell my sister was so just like embarrassed and shocked. And um, the mom ends up saying like, I just kind of wish this was something he had told me in private yeah before instead of announcing it like to everyone and um it's but then eventually family starts saying like we hope we're invited yeah one of the cousins is like we hope we're invited so that's good I mean there's good signs there's there, stuff definitely. happening there's good stuff happening it's yeah not all terrible but it's mostly yeah different. it was it was it was awkward so um and then the mom says that Kenny is welcome to stay at their house. And then afterwards, when they're alone, Kenny says that he felt a bad vibe from Armando's dad. And Armando explains, like, you have to give him credit for even coming out of the house. Like, yep. this is baby steps for my family. This is not something that is just going to happen overnight. And I just think, like, Kenny has to remember Armando's just, like, coming out. You know, so... For his family, this is a huge adjustment, and he's now just bringing around his boyfriend, and so they're getting used to that, and then you drop on him that you're getting married. Like, that is a lot for his family to process, and um, so I think Kenny has to just also remember, like, his family dynamic and their culture and just be a little more patient with what's going on, but realize that they are making baby steps in the right direction. Yep. So they are. I think that and Armando's not trying to hide him. Like that's yeah. my big thing is I'm like, you know, he's yeah. sitting there going like I'm gonna hide you right. and I don't want my family to know about you and I don't right. want my child to know about you. But instead he's going like, here you go. This is us. We're here. Mm-hmm. The, you know, we're doing this. And he doesn't try and like sugarcoat it for his family either. Right. No, I feel like Armando's doing everything he needs. I mean, every, it's so hard to say, like, what do you do in that situation? But I feel like he he is doing everything to show Kenny, I care about you. You're my partner. I'm going to tell my family, like he's reassuring Kenny in those ways. And one of the things that he said that really like stuck with me is that he said to Kenny, like to deny him is denying me. Right. You know, if you don't accept him, then you don't accept me. Right. Right. And I think that that speaks volumes about who Armando is as a person. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, you guys have been there for me. I mean, they obviously have a very close knit family. And for mm-hmm. him to just be like, if you don't accept him, then you don't accept me. It's like, he's saying like, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to be with him. I'm going to be with him no matter what. And I really hope that my family is going to be there for me. But if not, then I guess that's just what it is. Right. You know? Yeah, and, definitely. And I thankfully think... when his mom says, um, please tell him that he's welcome here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it shows that even if his dad isn't 100% in, I think that they're trying really hard. And it's something that culturally is like shocking Mm -hmm. and hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here in America, maybe it's like totally different, you know, but for some adjust. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's like an adjustment period there. And I think that over time they'll end up really liking Kenny because I love Kenny. For sure. What's not to like, except for he doesn't like guacamole. That's freaking weird. We're not liking guacamole. Yeah. That's, that's freaking that's weird, weird, Kenny. <laughs> you haven't had the right guacamole then. Yeah, right. Stop being closed-minded. I wash right. my hands. <laughs> You're expecting his family to be open-minded. You need to be a little open-minded about guacamole. Okay? Right, exactly. Like, give guacamole a chance. For real. Jeez, Kenny. Okay. Ari and Binyam. Yes. So our recap for Binyam and Ari, where we last left off, um, she's getting ready to have her baby and is feeling really uncertain about her life in Ethiopia. And she says, I'm not fucking staying here <laughs> to Binyam. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And they were looking for an apartment and she and like showed were- this like super expensive, like lavish apartment. And <laughs> Binyam was just Thanks, like, mom and dad. I can't afford this. <laughs> That was insane. I was like, wow. Okay. You came over here with how much money? Like you should have asked your mom and dad for way more. Dude, we are going to get to that because this is funny. Okay. So they did end up finding an apartment that wasn't as expensive um, as the one she initially wanted that we saw last time. And the apartment's not bad at all. It's not bad. It's fine. It's like, it's fine. I would live there. I mean, I'd live there. I wouldn't want to be like there permanently, but it's a good step. It's a stepping stone. Family. And it's way better. I mean, way better than the ones that <laughs> we saw before. Um, yeah, like they have running water and <laughs> a toilet seat. I mean, I'm asking for bare minimum. Like, this bitch is about to give birth. Like, can we Dude. please get a toilet seat? <laughs> God, you expect a nine-month pregnant woman to hover over that Hover. Show? You're insane. Oh, my God. Uh, so uh, she apologizes to that to him for, like, making him feel like she wanted to leave and tells him she does want to stay and just explains, like, I'm nervous and I don't yeah. have a support system here and I'm – super pregnant and like this is scary for me yeah yeah and it's my first baby and And when she explains herself like that like you have all the empathy in the world for her like yes yes I can't imagine and both Binyam and Ari basically express that they are not prepared for a child right now like financially and like as far as actual belongings go like she says that like a um like a bassinet or something was four hundred dollars there, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, so, so she's, she's having her mom having bring her mom, yes, yeah, stuff over for her. Um, I guess her parents are going to be there shortly for the arrival of the baby. Dun yep. dun dun. We dun, know dun, what dun. happens. Um, so. She explains that he hasn't been working full time because she needs help and she she wants him around. And um, so she's been paying for stuff with her savings. Um, <laughs> Whatever that means. Her trust funds. Her trust fund. Exactly. <laughs> from very rich daddy. Um, 
so he explains here he's like i'm gonna need to go back to work um so maybe i can go back to like choreographing in one of my other jobs remember he had like five jobs four or five so he's like maybe i can just do two jobs and help support and she's like, well, I don't want you to be gone. Like, I want you back here, like, the full first month. Well, girl, you can't be, like, getting money in Ethiopia and also have him home all the time. You I mean, can't unless work. your daddy is just sending over the money for you, then I don't whatever. know, because she says, she even says, like, oh, yeah, I, we're living off of my savings right now. And we're running out fast. So I think that's a lie. Duh. Um, yeah. So... They go to buy a car because where they're living in Ethiopia, um, in order for Binium to like get to his jobs, he's gonna need a car. So they go this to buy is a the car. Dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Ari is shocked at the prices, and and to an American, they do seem steep. But when you think about the logistics of importing a car uh-huh. to Ethiopia, a landlocked country, it makes sense. Um, so basically it was like an old car going for like $20,000. Like a 2008. Which, yeah. Okay. Yes. To an American. That sounds wow. Like you're getting ripped oh, off. Oh yeah, it does. Big time. <laughs> um, but, but after it's explained to her, she doesn't let it go. And she's like annoying about it. She's like, oh, these prices uh, in the US, blah, blah, blah. And Binion's like, you cannot compare Ethiopia to America. And um, yeah, she's just super annoying about it. And I'm like, get, get over it. Like, again, another American we see go to a country that's done zero research she says i didn't think things would be so expensive in ethiopia what you thought it was gonna be fucking free for everything like it's it's literally the sally struthers like starving marvin thing is like what you're looking at girl girl you had all of this time to do your research and budget and for 46 a day you can be rich in fucking ethiopia Here's the thing. She's like, whatever. I don't even, she's annoying. This is annoying. Like do your research before you go. You're about to have a baby in another country. You didn't look up like prices of shit before you went over there. Like she didn't even look up fucking hotel or hotels, hospitals, girl. She didn't look up what a hospital was like there. She's a moron. She's a moron. Absolutely. Um, so this was kind of funny. Because the producer asked Binyam in, like, one of those confessionals, like, would you mind if Ari's parents pay for the things you two lack? And he goes, I wouldn't mind so much. <laughs> and then he's, he starts cracking up. And I'm like, right? Like, duh. If Ari's parents started sending me for money for all the shit that I lack, I'd be like, right. thanks, girl. <laughs> Right. Like, would I mind? Frick, no, I wouldn't mind. Oh my God. Not at all. Um, so she goes in for like a routine ultrasound and they find out she's leaking amniotic fluid and she needs an emergency C-section. And 
I get so much anxiety because I'm like, oh my gosh, put yourself in her shoes. That has to be terrifying. Okay, pause for one second because at one point the doctor says, well, you came in here because there was less movement from the baby, right? Yeah. And she was like, no. Mm. And I was like, yeah. It's a good thing you came in for just like a routine checkup because you didn't even realize that that was happening and that this thing, like that could be fatal. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then they're like, she was just like, okay, so, you know, uh, the doctor says, so three, you'll be the third one today. And she's like, what do you mean? So like, when am I going to have the baby? And she's like, oh, there's two more people ahead of you that are more, you know, uh, fatal. Right. And then. And then you'll be giving birth today. Yeah. And like Ari, understandably, I'm not trying to say that that's not an understandable thing, but understandably, she is like freaking out. And she's like, I have to call my parents. I would be freaking out. Even if I was in America. Oh, if I was in America. In the room, I would be freaking out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just to hear that news that there's something potentially wrong. And this needs to happen now. That's scary. That's so scary. And she starts, like, you can tell, like, she's starting to have, like, a full-blown panic attack. And the doctor's like, you need to relax. Like, you have to relax. Like, take some deep breaths. And you got to remain calm. Right. That's just going to worsen the situation. So uh, we will see that next week. Oh, my God. I That's know. Um, all right. Last couple. Last couple. Him and Melissa. Wait, wow. I literally wrote down some bitch and that one weird dude because I could not remember their names. She's sick. <laughs> She's sick. <laughs> my friends call me cheese stick because I literally look like a walking talking mozzarella stick. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't I was just like I can't remember I, these people they are so not interesting to me until they are the worst I until can't. just until just today I was like all right now we're getting into the meat I guess into neither the one of them are that likable though no they're not likable at all like they're not likable even at all. though I see May Lisa's side of things I don't like May Lisa oh no I don't like May Lisa she is I don't cold like and she is Maylisa has like the worst case of resting bitch face, which is not even just resting bitch face. It's like dead eyes all the time, no matter what. It's face. dead eyes. She has dead eyes. Like, yeah, like she, it, just, she could be laughing. She'd be like, <laughs> and she's just like <laughs> the most stoic. Like nothing happening. There's nothing happening behind her eyes whatsoever. She shows zero emotion in any situation. She just talks like this all the time. She, yeah, like I just can't with her. I guess she, this is how it's happening. I yes, can't I love you too. Her. I can't. I can't. I can't. She's so like I can't. But then either. we find out too she's like a huge hypocrite. So a hypocrite. And okay, this so is triggering. Recap on them. 
is basically um dude came to live with with her and he cheated on her and she she's sick him. came to live with her yep she's sick came she's to sick live and with peppy her. she's and peppy the, the therapy cat <laughs> i remember the peppy though peppy is cute <laughs> so peppy is the only thing saving this couple i'm just in it for peppy i'm just in like, it for peppy i swear to god so um she still came to live with her and he cheated on her and she made him like tell her parents and like admit to them like i cheated on her i'm this piece of shit and then she has a secret of her own. Okay. So, yeah, he's at like a job interview and she goes to meet up with her brother and her, one of her best friends. And um, the brother explains like he thought Tim was a good person, but after he found out the cheating and changed his perception, obviously, blah, blah, blah. But then she's like, She's telling them, I haven't been been completely honest with Tim. And she explains that she had a relationship with another person while she was broken up with Tim. It was mostly sexual. And all I kept, like, thinking in my head was, we were on a break. <laughs> For real. We For like, real. Girl. Ross and Rachel, we were on a break. We were on a break. Like, Okay, if you guys were on a break because he cheated on you, you're fine to go have sex with whoever you want. Okay, check it out. I wrote down, they reconciled, and then she said they never decided and and made yeah, it into a conclusion weird. on whether or not they were exclusive or not. Yeah. And I just wrote, literally, it's like five pages long of, oh, okay <laughs> because like it's seriously like five paragraphs of me saying okay because she is just you're right she's a hypocrite she has given him so much shit about him cheating quote unquote on her and all this stuff and she done cheated on his ass too right <laughs> and she told her brothers first y'all okay. y'all both cheating Okay, so this is what we need to kind of flush out, though. Is like, were they, <laughs> were they on a break? <laughs> I can't believe this is what we're we're talking about Lindsay. right now. But like, what was what was it? I mean, like, okay, if you didn't explicitly say, but were you guys not talking at all? Were you like, what was it? Okay, I don't know. The so, way I see she, it is that if all right, I'm gonna take the Rachel stance on it. <laughs> and I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say that if you guys really loved each other, you would have known that even being on a break, you're not really on a break. You're still together, but you're on a break, but you're not really on a break. Okay. But, okay. I get that. But like. I don't know. I need to, I need to know more specifics. There's, yeah. Like, there's I need to know, like, did she tell him like, we're done? Like, fuck you. Or was we she need like, to know whether or not she was like, fuck you. Don't ever talk to me. Yeah. Even then though. I mean, I've said right. that shit before and I don't mean it. You know what I mean? Like, but here's how my, long uh, did they not talk for? Were they talking every day? Were they trying right. to make it up? If they were talking every day, I'd be like, it's fucked up if you slept with somebody else and you guys were talking every day. 
So the one thing that makes her like the biggest hypocrite to me is that she was pissed at Tim that she had just found out that he still had his job in the United States. Like she was mad that he kept that from her. Okay. So I think you should have told him before he came to Columbia, listen, we're going to work this out. Then I need to air everything out. And I need to tell you that I had a relationship. Why wasn't that the case to begin with? Right. But that's what I'm saying. That's what makes her more of a hypocrite. I don't care that like you guys were on a break and you went and had sex with some other dude, like whatever you do, you girl. But if you're going to work this out with your mans, you should have told him like, hey, when we were on a break, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. So because you're mad at him for having a job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't know. I just think that's what makes her more of a hypocrite to me than the actual act of her going and having sex with somebody you know yep I don't know so uh, and she says that she's like I don't like when people lie to me so I need to come clean with Tim but it's like why didn't you do this you guys should have come come clean to each other way before right right Right. It's just should have been a conversation that's already done been happened. And this what made I mean, it just makes her even more unlikable. Like I wanna be on your side, girl, but you're just making it really hard. I wanna be on your side. I wanna tell you that, you know, fuck that guy for doing that to you and he's but I can't when you're literally just like going around being like he sucks. He did this shit to me. I want you to come clean to my parents and then be like, but just kidding. Right. But by the way, I had her. So now I, are you going to fly to America and come clean to his parents? Right. <laughs> because, well, we can zoom. I, I can pull my parents up on zoom. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, fine. She's a hypocrite. Yeah, I don't like her. Who that's the fuck is you? Day. Who is you? Who is you? Who All right. You? So... That about wraps it up. Yeah. Until next week. Next week. Next week, we're going to do the vow. We're starting the vow. So if you have not watched the vow on HBO, go watch it. It's so good. It's so crazy. We're going to be doing a deep dive into that. It'll probably take us a couple weeks to do it. Probably it's, at least two. It's seven episodes. It's like seven, yeah, I was about to say eight. Yeah, it's seven episodes. So, so however, the first couple episodes we can get through pretty quickly. I don't but, know, girl, because I was rewatching it and I was like, whoa. Like, there was more than I thought that happened. I haven't rewatched it yet. And I think that it's one of those situations where, like, while you're watching it, you're like, meh. But then when yeah. you go back after you've watched it and you rewatch it, you're like, oh, yeah, there was a there's a lot in those first couple of episodes that I was like, oh, holy shit. Um, and hopefully Dave will be on with us, helping hopefully. us, telling us how much he loves us. <laughs> I'm sure I could be Again, convinced. Inviting him on a podcast to talk about a creep. Sorry, Dave. I, no, we're like, hey, Dave, do you want to just do documents? documentaries and dave days it's, yeah i just i i understand my role i'm i'm here for the creepy shit that's yeah i get it 
it's like every other week is like 90 day fiance trash and then it's documentary and dave night <laughs> documentary and dave night i love it yes. it's like the worst version of netflix and chill i've ever heard in my life yeah, it's Oh, we love you, Dave. We love you, Dave. And we love you guys for watching and being with us. And come back next week. We're going to talk about the vow. And we're going to like we're going to reiterate this a couple of times over the next couple of weeks so that way people are completely aware, but we're going to be doing 90 Day Fiance and then the next week we'll be doing documentary and we'll let you know ahead of time and then we go back to 90 Day Fiance and then documentary and other reality TV TV shows, but I was going to say, if there is like a hiatus in 90 Day Ever where we can squeeze in some other trash TV. Documentary and Dave Fridays. I would be so about it. But yeah, documentary Dave Fridays. Sounds good to me. I love it. I'm in. (laughs) Okay, well, we love you guys and we'll see you next week with The Vow. Bye. Bye.